3: All right, this is awesome drama, uh, to be honest, uh, Carver High. A free kick, and they're going to set it up in front. They score! They score! They scored Ooh. in the 100th minute. The Netherlands ties it off the free kick. They didn't kick it over. They tapped it under the line to a guy wide open all by himself and scored. Argentina blew it. It's 2 all. Unbelievable. Unbelievable! What I just saw with no time left. Get ready for penalty kicks. Uh, they're, gonna play, about, they're gonna play. They're gonna play the s- extra. What? Is, what is that thing? Fifteen minutes.
4: Uh, thirty minutes. two fifteen-minute halves. So they play thirty total minutes, and I just saw it. Wow! Unbelievable. Hey. I mean, they were what pressing. What a play! And, and and look, the 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 foul that Argentina made. To cause that free kick at the top of the box was completely, completely unnecessary by that guy. It was a high ball in the air. There was no way the guy on the Dutch was going to score. All he was trying to do was head it to somebody else. And the guy in Ar- on Argentina creamed him. He two-handed him in the back and knocked him over. What a dumb foul to take in that spot with that how kind of time left.
3: I agree with you, and it was now, a stupid penalty, wow. and they got the free kick, but how about the play on the free kick? I thought, you thought, we all thought they were gonna kick it over the, the line, oh, try to curve it in, bend it like Beckham uh, over the line. Instead, they tap it under to a guy, a big giant six, six foot five guy who got the ball, ate it up, kicked it with his left foot in, and the goalie's onions were split in half. He was frozen in time as well. Had no chance to save it. And now the Dutch have tied it. Now I have to ask you: uh, After you blow that game, you're up two nothing, two nothing in the 72nd minute, and you and you blow that. Now you got to lose, right? You got to lose, and they'll never they'll never live it down. They were up two nothing in the 72nd minute, and they played terrible in their own box, and they gave it up. And now they're going to lose. You know they're going to lose.
4: Uh it, it would not stun me. Uh that's for sure. When you blow it like that, 2-0, 80th minute, I mean, and you give up two goals in the in the next 20. That is just brutal. Uh absolutely brutal. Are they fighting again?
3: Are they fighting again?
4: Are uh, really? Yeah.
3: Uh, I I don't know what's going on here. I mean, there's all kinds wow. of stuff breaking out on this field. I don't know what's... Wow. I don't know what's a fight and what isn't. I mean, um, well, there's chaos on the field. The they're, the they, there's, they're fighting right now. They had another well, fight right now. They're, they're going you know, after the when I the see rest. the blue and the orange all together fighting, believe me, they're fighting. They can't yeah. stop fighting. And it's you know I got to be honest with you. To me, what I'm seeing is it's the Dutch that are doing the fighting. They're the ones picking yeah. the fights. They're the ones coming on the pitch, starting a fight. And they just ran over to the Argentinian side right now and started another fight. So the the uh, Dutch are the ones playing
4: dirty. Uh, yeah, and look, it's kind of similar. Obviously, it wasn't to this extent, but you know the history European teams against the South American teams uh, be physical with them. I think that there's this is taking it probably too far. Some of the stuff that's going on, but. You know, they might be getting in their heads a little bit now uh, at this point. They're in their head. They've tied this game 2-2. There's 30 more minutes to play here. There's a lot uh, still to be decided uh, in this match. We welcome in all of our radio affiliates for all coast-to-coast on a Friday. Sirius XM 159 Sports Map Sports Byline. Good to have everybody with us uh, here. Well, just crazy stuff. They go to extra time in Qatar uh, between the Netherlands and RJ. Can you imagine if Messi goes
3: out this way?
4: He scores the penalty
3: kick and then they blow a 2-0 lead after uh, 72 (laughs) minutes and you blow it and then you lose in PKs. He'll never forget it. He won't be able to
4: sleep for a week. I know this. If this does go to penalties, I hope that Argentina took a lesson from Brazil this morning and they're going to put Messi out there first uh, when it's time to go. I hope that they take a page uh, this morning and see these teams that get off to these awful starts in the penalty kicks. Uh, I think that there'll be a goal. This might not go to penalty kicks. I think that somebody's going to win this in extra time. Game has opened up a little bit here. Maybe it clamps back down because it's tied now, but I think uh, we're going to get a goal. And maybe Messi will be the hero, Scotty. Uh, We shall see uh, as we move forward here. Uh, All right. Uh, The Sunday night game is in Los Angeles. The Dolphins and the Chargers, of course, Tua and Justin Herbert always linked 2020 draft, Tua the 5th pick, Herbert the 6th pick, back to back. Please. Tua says no comparisons between the two of them. He doesn't get into it. I feel that uh I've been very blessed to to have gotten chosen regardless of if I got chosen before him or after him. Um you know, I'm I'm just happy to be where I'm I'm at. Um I don't think anything of it. You know, I I know everyone else outside of Um, our building and you know fans want to make speculations about that but uh, for for me I'm I'm just very fortunate very blessed to be in in this position so uh, you know I'll I'll let everyone else handle handle the the talking with that and uh, you know that's that's my stance on it.
3: Well whatever Uh, here's the deal (laughs) I actually think he's uh, playing way better than Justin Herbert I think Justin Herbert is the most overrated quarterback. Uh, I'm sick and tired of hearing about how great he is and how he's going to win a Super Bowl. He can't even make a wild card game. That's all I have to say.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
5: welding instructor alex DeClaire knows vr training platforms like forge fx help students master their skills there's a big learning curve with welding virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact
1: ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from sling the collide of football pads the squeak of shoes on a basketball court
3: Mike, I just can't get off of this game. I know we're doing a lot of things at once and juggling uh, spreads of NFL games and everything, but I got to tell you, like, this team, this Argentinian team to me is so small. Like, they're little dudes, and this uh, Dutch team is so enormous. They got, like, five or six guys that are 6'4", 6'5", 6'6", 6'7". I mean, the goalie's enormous. I mean, they are winning every ball up in the air. They get every header, and they are pushing around this little dinky Argentinian team with physicality. They're bumping him off the ball. like It's like watching a hockey game and, with an NHL team against a peewee team. Uh, that's what it looks like to me. It's like they're just actually killing him physically with size.
4: And, and that stuff starts to take over a little bit more when you get into extra time. You get into the 90th, 100th, 110th minute because – The speed and the agility and the finesse factor that an Argentina or a Brazil brings into the game, your guys are fatigued by the time you get to the 90th and 100th minute. And then it's a slower game. Size and physicality takes over a little bit more than the finesse game once the guys can't run as fast and pull up. You know, Messi can't go flying up and down right now. He's got to be out of gas. These guys, you know, they've been playing every third day. You got to figure at this point, it's tough. And that's where the slower game is an advantage to a bigger, more physical team like the Dutch. Uh, They can push them around a little bit because they don't have uh, that burst this quick into the game. So they're in the 93rd. They'll play two 15-minute sessions. And if it's still even, Scotty, they will go to the penalty kicks, Uh. which we saw earlier today with brazil uh, and croatia Ugh. that'll be fun for us that will completely stop uh c to c by the way if they go to kicks <laughs> you can forget about it uh that will completely stop what we are doing and we will be locked in uh <laughs> kick for kick uh until that one finishes all right let's get through the rest of these nfl lines we heard from tua dolphins are minus three and a half sunday night at sofi against the chargers big total 52 and a half I think the Dolphins have to win this game, Scotty. They lost last week to San Francisco. They've got the Bills in Buffalo coming up on Saturday, a short week. I think this is a spot the Dolphins got to win.
3: Yeah, and I'm with you. I I think the Dolphins are flat out better than the Chargers, and that's just all there is to it. And I stand by what I said. Uh, Justin Herbert, uh, for the amount of attention that he gets and all of his press and his commercials and his fame and all of his just you know, fanaticism. People are just fanatical about this guy. They go nuts, right? But he never wins. I mean, he can't even sniff the playoffs. I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen a guy get this much attention that doesn't win. I mean, they're 6-6. Six six. They don't and win. They're a 500 team. They don't win. Last year, they didn't win. They were favored to go to the Super Bowl. Now they're favored this year to go to the Super Bowl. And, you know, it's just, uh, it's not the Bills. its It's Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert has done nothing for me in the NFL except sling the ball over the field and lose. He throws for a lot of yards, and he loses. That's it.
4: And and, and now I hear, you know, now the excuse uh, for Herbert is, well, the coach and the offensive coordinator aren't oh, yeah, and that's, and that's hindering him. That's, that's he needs a new coach. Talking His receivers are injured. I hear it's always something. When people talk about Herbert, that, that the offensive coordinator doesn't unleash him, uh, doesn't let him uh, throw the football downfield and, and show off oh, yeah. the big arm. Uh, that's the stuff yeah. that you hear now. Whatever. Uh, the I like the Dolphins. Heavy lumber, <laughs> the heavy lumber game of the week uh, is in Dallas. 17 and a half for the Cowboys against the Texans. 1 p.m. East kick.
3: Yeah, I don't want any part of it, but I do think the Cowboys will win by 24.
4: Uh, yeah, I don't want any part of it either, but I'm I'm speaking your language as well. Uh, I think that they'll be able to take – I might go a little Cowboys first half, Scotty, uh, whatever that is. That's probably going to be Or uh, tease it okay, down.
3: Tease it down and right put there. it with something yeah. else.
4: Yeah, we could find a couple things to do. Uh, the Jaguars are in Tennessee against the Titans. I did see that Trevor Lawrence was uh, back on the practice field today for the Jags. They're getting three and a half there, total of 41.
3: Uh, I think the Titans are going to destroy the Jaguars in uh, Nashville on Sunday. Uh, I'm not worried about either winning or covering. They're going to do both. Uh,
4: And finally, uh, Carolina heads to the Pacific Northwest. They will be in Seattle uh, on Sunday. This is a 425 p.m. Eastern kick. Uh, This has actually gone down to three and a half uh, now. We saw fours and four and a half most of the week. Three and a half now for the Seahawks.
3: Okay. I heard, uh, Warren sharp yesterday. You heard him. He said that Carolina's the play here and that they're yeah. gonna cover the spread. I say they get their ass handed to them by 10 or more in this game in Seattle, they're going to get whacked by the Seahawks and Geno Smith is what I say. So all your analytics, we'll see who's laughing on Sunday. There's no way they're losing that game to that crappy Carolina Panther team. I don't care what anybody says.
4: Uh, i'm with you i think the seahawks win uh probably a little money line if they don't win
3: that game line. then they're not for real they have to win the game to get yeah. ready for the Niners game next week they have to win uh,
4: exactly that if they don't win this game it it's it's basically over. makes the Niners game. So they want they need a couple wins going into that thursday night game at home against the niners give themselves some juice uh heading in to that so there you go scotty uh pain day we are going to, in a couple of minutes uh, after the next break, do the lion's share, so we'll do all the props for Sunday as well, uh, including the one-game parlay. Let me at least start uh, some of the NBA. 98th minute, by the way, now, uh, as Ar- Argentina was just had a little bit of a move, but the Netherlands going in the other direction. Only three games last night, Scotty. Heat beat the Clippers 115-110. to 110. Spurs beat the Rockets 118-109. Nuggets beat the Blazers 121-120. We had a a Jamal Murray sighting in that game, Scotty, with the game winner uh, at the buzzer. Nice job by Jamal Murray. Back. Uh, It's taken him a little time, but it was good to see him in the mix. Remember, that
3: that line was one, so it it ended up a push. And the Clipper game started the day at five, so it was a push. But at game time, it was six and a half. So if you had the Clippers, you covered.
4: Uh, Knicks are going to miss Obi Toppin for the next two or three weeks. Non-displaced fracture to the right tibia head. Not I a bad good bad. scene uh, for, for Obi. Not cool. Uh, I know for some reason everybody's running around naming their all-time uh, starting five. Steph Curry did that also. You sent me that story. Uh, Jordan, Magic, Dirk, Shaq, and himself. Got to always put yourself uh, in, Scotty, on there, on your I on like that side. he put uh,
3: Nowitzki on there with that just sweet Jay of his.
4: He does have a sweet J, Dirk Nowitzki, that's for sure. Uh, Let's start a couple. There's a lot of NBA tonight. There's a lot of games to get to. Let's start uh, with a few of these games, and we'll do the rest later. The Knicks are in Charlotte against the Hornets tonight. Knicks minus three and a half road favorites in Charlotte.
3: Well, I think the Knicks are better than the Hornets, but uh, I bet against the Hornets the other night against the Nets, and the Hornets covered. Of course they did. So I want nothing to do with this game, because if I bet on the Knicks in late three and a half, I guarantee you the Hornets will win the game. So if I like the Knicks, what you should do is run to the window right now on the Hornets. Run. I mean, naked. Drop what you're doing. If you have a cigar in your mouth, just keep it lit and run. Run with it in your mouth and make the bet. Take the Hornets.
4: The Wizards are in Indiana against the Pacers. Pacers coming back off a long road trip, minus 4.5 at home, 233.5 the total. I like the Wiz with the points tonight, Scotty.
3: Well, I like the Pacers. I think they're a great team. So what I would do if I were you is bet everything you own on the Wizards. (laughs) What I would do is literally bet your wife and children and your house on the Wizards because I'm betting on the Pacers.
4: Toronto is in Orlando against the Magic, eight and a half point road favorites, 222 and a half. Is the total. I'm on
3: Toronto, so what I would do if I were you is take your car <laughs> down to the end of the street and give it to the kids on the street corner and let them have it and bet everything you have on the Magic.
4: There, I will give you the rest of the NBA later on in Coast to Coast. Uh, another free kick for Argentina here. It looks like they're gonna try, they're a little far out, they're going to try to dip this one in. We'll come back and do the lion's share, uh, Scotty, the NFL
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than
0: $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast.
1: the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hunt or be hunted. Know your prey. This is a whole new jungle. This is the Lion's
3: Share, brought to you by BetMGM. You got to get on BetMGM on the app. You can get a risk-free wager up to $1,000 if you use the bonus code COAST2COAST. COAST, the number two, and COAST. coast to coast is the bonus code for a $1,000 risk-free bet. You're styling. Still, uh, at the end of the first 15, two all, they're going to play another 15, and then PKs, after Argentina blew a 2 nothing lead, they blew it in the 72nd minute, and the rest of the way it was all Netherlands, and they tied it up in the 100th minute, literally in the 100th minute uh, of extra time. With less than a minute left, they tied it up off a free kick, and it's 2-all, and they got one more 15-minute session before PKs.
4: Look, you cannot say that this World Cup uh, has not had some drama not had some moments. Uh, this knockout round has had some exciting moments. First day of the quarters. You get Brazil out on penalty kicks. You're 15 minutes away from uh, from Argentina and Dutch going to penalties after a huge comeback. Uh, it is a lot of fun. Uh, that's for sure. I uh, can't wait to see how this one ends. Let's do the lion share, Scott. brought to you by BetMGM for our NFL props on Sunday, pain day. We will start with our one game parlay as you know our sharp football one game parlay you can get your stake back up to $25 with the sharp football one game parlay insurance opt-in place a football parlay this week now I'm with you I kind of like the Lions to win the game but I'm going to take the Vikings alternate spread getting three and a half so we're going to get them to three with that little half I think this is a field goal game one way or the other. So we'll all spread the Vikings. We're going to get St. Brown at 80 or more receiving yards. He has been hot for the Lions every single week. He's been going over that number. Hawkinson back in Detroit with the Vikings this time. We're going to take him to get 45 or more receiving yards. And then Jamal Williams, who, as you know, has been a hammer down in the kitty cat zone for the Lions all year long with all the tutties that he's racked up. We're going to get an anytime touchdown from him. Plus 750, Vikings plus 3.5, St. Brown 80 yards, Hawkinson 45, and Jamal Williams to get in the end zone, Scotty. Let's go. I mean, honestly, I
3: think they should just give us the money now.
4: (laughs) That would be very nice. I hope that we're saying that about 4 o'clock on Sunday It's an automatic Uh, winner. It's a winner winner. Pay it. Pay it. Uh, Let's go. And, of course, we will have that sharp football insurance uh, to cover us. But like you said, we're not going to need that. We are going to win this one outright uh and hit our first one of these uh on a Sunday. Here we go with the passing. Joe Burrow has had his problem, Scotty, against Cleveland. Will that change on Sunday? 278 and a half for Burrow at home against the Browns.
3: Yeah, with as much of a problem as the Browns have been for Joe Burrow, I'm gonna go under. I, I think this is gonna be another great game. Uh, because every time they play him, it's a problem. So uh, he he just can't seem to beat him. So what what makes me think he's going to have some gigantic day throwing the ball?
4: Uh, I am on the under for Burrow as well. Next, we will go to Josh Allen, a favorite of ours on the Lions' share on Fridays. Back at home, it's been a while since the Bills have played in Buffalo. Lost to the Jets, had a bad game against them earlier this season. 253 and a half. A little lower than usual for Josh against a good Jet defense. Minus 120 to the over.
3: I'm still going over there. Uh, to me, he can he can handle that number right there at home. This is his turf. This is his revenge game. He knows how badly he played against the Jets the first time. I say he gets even with them with a 300-yard day.
4: Uh, I say that as well. We'll go back to the Lions and the Vikings. Let's get Jared Goff involved here, Scotty. Let's give this guy some credit. He's been pretty damn good for the Lions <laughs> the last few weeks. 274 and a half Vikings have been giving up yards through the air, minus 115 to the over. Keep it going, Jared.
3: Yeah, I like uh what Jared Goff's done. Well over 3000 yards. I think he deserves a new deal with the Lions. I think they should keep going forward with him. I think he's performed at the highest level possible. No one can argue that fact anywhere in Detroit or otherwise but I still think this game's going to be too good for him to have some enormous day. There's going to be a war. I'll stay under.
4: Ooh, uh, and final passing one for you. We'll go to Sunday night. Tua against the Chargers. Under the lights, prime time, NBC game. A little lower than normal for him, too. 283 and a half for Tua. I love this over, Scotty. Over, over. Oh. Yeah,
3: I, I don't. I, I like the under based on him being out there in LA, uh, because you know I think the Dolphins should win this game. I think the Dolphins should cover, but since I'm on the Dolphins to win and cover, I'm sure they won't. They'll lose and will not cover. So based on that, I think the uh, number will be way
4: under. <laughs> Let's go to. He'll the have party. the worst game of
3: his career. I'll bet on the Dolphins <laughs> Sunday, and he'll have the worst game of his career, and he'll leave with a blown out knee. And he'll have a hundred yards let's, in the game. Watch.
4: Let's go to the rushing. How about Carr with one thirty-five last night? Jeez. I mean, he sucks. Uh, the hairdryer city, that
3: guy. He's so bad. I called him David twice. He's guy, so bad. I thought he was his brother. His brother was better uh, than him.
4: <laughs> uh ru- <laughs> That's that's a rushing. Uh, Tony Pollard. I'm gonna stay hot here, Scotty. I think. I think that Zeke and Pollard. Could both have 100 yards against the Texans on Sunday down in Dallas. 69 and a half for Pollard. He'll stay hot and even get a couple tutties for us, too.
3: Yeah, I love the uh, over here with uh, Pollard automatic. I'm with you. I think uh, they both could do it.
4: Next, Browns have had success against the Bengals, especially on the ground. We saw last Sunday, Watson, he don't look quite ready yet. Uh, He looked like a hack, to be quite honest with you. I think it's going to be, once again, leaning on the run game for Cleveland in this game. Win or lose, I think that Chubb can get over 75-and-a-half. 76-and-a-half now, actually. There you go. It's gone up a yard.
3: I'm with you. I'll go over there. It's their only option. Uh, Watson's terrible. He, he's got rust all over him. I like Chubb to have a big day. They're going to pound it on the Bengals all day. Uh,
4: next, Eagles into MetLife against the Giants. Giants' run D has been a little suspect the last few weeks. We saw Washington last week with Brian Robinson have himself a good day. Miles Sanders, Scotty, 63-and-a-half, now down to 62-and-a-half. I like the over here. I think that he'll be able to pound the rock.
3: I just don't know if they're going to give him the ball enough to uh, have this big day against the Giants. I'm going to say no under.
4: Uh, San Francisco, Bucks and the Niners, Purdy's first start. We got to lean on McCaffrey a little bit, Scotty, with Purdy starting. Bucks D is decent, even though their offense sucks. 52-and-a-half for McCaffrey, over minus 120.
3: Yeah, I like over. I think the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are awful. I do not think their defense is good at all, and I think their offense is worse. I think they're the first out of the playoffs – when they win the South, they're going to get into the wild card game. They will lose and be done, and then people will start speculating if time's going to come back again next year. So you can have all that sandwich you want. Uh, I don't think they're stopping McCaffrey once the whole day. He'll have 100 and something.
4: I'm with you. I think he'll get it on the screens as well. Rushing yards and the screens for McCaffrey. Uh, a lot of work for him for Purdy. Uh, I saw Messi miss a kick, by the way, Sky. I don't know why he didn't just kick it. He did the little uh. dribble it into the box. Uh, routine And now you're starting to see some subs come on very late. Ugh. Those should be the guys that are good at penalty kicks. Di Maria coming in. Some of the guys that are very good in those spots. Uh, that's what Ugh. we'll be looking for. All right, receiving. We expect Allen to go over on Sunday. Well, that means we pair him with our boy Stefan Diggs. A low number for him because the jet pasty is good. He'll still get over it. 77 and a half for Diggs.
3: Yeah, I think he'll go over. Uh, he's the uh, you know featured attraction, right? So I'm guessing. I don't know. That's a brutal bet because uh, Sauce will probably be on him, right? I I'd probably say I no. Think he's not gonna have it.
4: I'm gonna stay in the same no. game because since Mike White has been the quarterback, Garrett Wilson's numbers, Scotty, have gone up, up, up. 62 and a half for Wilson. I think he goes over this against the Bills.
3: I'm with you. He's been great. He's been their best player. I think White and and Wilson go off. Uh, That's the only thing they have going for him in that game is those two.
4: Uh, Everybody talks about Jamar Chase. You've been saying it for a long time. T. Higgins is the guy for the Bengals. 67 and a half against the Browns on Sunday for him.
3: Over. He's over on every bet always for the rest of time. Over.
4: Uh, He's the best receiver see him in the NFL. In a couple of minutes as well, uh, and He's finally Tyreek. Tyreek uh, on Sunday night against the Chargers was trying to pair this with Tua. We can get the Tyreek over, even if we think two is going to go under. Scotty, uh, ninety-six and a half. Now this is actually up to.
3: Well, I'm going to go under because I'm betting on the Dolphins and laying the three and a half, so they'll lose <laughs> by twenty, and he'll have about thirteen yards of receiving uh, yardage.
4: Uh, Let me give you all four of the Anytime Tutties for this week. I'm just going to lay them all out for you since we don't have a lot of time. Justin Jefferson in the Viking game. He's in plus money, which is very rare. I'm going to go with him. T. Higgins, Scotty. I double-dipped Higgins for you. Plus 125 to have a touchdown against the Browns on Sunday. Devin Singletary has a bunch of touchdowns the last few weeks for the Bills, including a bunch against the Jets the last two years. He is plus 160. And the Dallas D... We saw them do it in the fourth quarter against the Colts oh, on Sunday night. Oh. They'll get one against the Texans. The big ball of the week, plus 310 for the Dallas defense and special teams.
3: Yeah, I think the Dallas deal, scoop and score, and I think they'll run back five kicks for touchdowns
4: <laughs> against the team. Cash it, plus 310. Let's go. The Lion Share, brought to you by BetMGM.
3: I got to tell you, I am just uh, a magnet to this game. It's been so magnificent watching uh, the Dutch and the Argentines go at it uh, to all. And there's about two minutes left before they go to PKs. So, I mean, it just smells like PKs to me. Although Argentina's had uh, several very close calls on shots that were deflected uh that just missed by a foot a couple different times by literally by a foot and they had i mean some glorious chances and the dutch really haven't had that many on the other end uh but it's down to about 90 seconds before pk's and at this point after you blew a 2 nothing lead in the 72nd minute i just think bad news is right around the corner doing push-ups you blew a 2-zip lead you should have won the game And they just had another shot on goal that was magnificent. And the uh, Dutch goalie made a great save. They've done everything to win this game and they just can't win it. It's uh, it's like it's got it written all over it. Andy Baskin is our good friend from Cleveland at the fan. And we got a lot to talk to him about here in the middle of this crazy uh, soccer game uh, at the World Cup quarters. Uh, Andy, good to see you. I want to start with the Cavs. First of all. Uh, if it wasn't for their road record, which is, I think, 5-8 and eight or something like that, uh, they've been 11-1 and one at the Rocket Mortgage in Cleveland. They're unbeatable in Cleveland. Uh, on the road, they're a different story. I couldn't believe the Knicks beat them the other night because I think the Knicks suck. But uh, maybe they were just tired. Are you surprised at how good they are and how nicely uh, Spida Mitchell has fit into the scene in Cleveland?
6: Well, he's been awesome, although he is doubtful for tonight's game. He's dealing with some uh, leg issues, so we'll see what happens with him tonight. But, man, he has been electric. I got to tell you, the atmosphere the other night with the Lakers game here, uh, almost as good as an NBA Finals game. I mean, it was super exciting. Uh, The electricity was back in Cleveland, and it was weird because it was, you know, the MVP chance, and they weren't for LeBron in Cleveland. So uh, he's made things super exciting. I'm just still wondering what this thing's going to look like. As they get moving a little bit more down the road, the starters are still getting heavy minutes early on. So I'm going to be interested to see how this thing plays out last season. Like last season, the guys, I think, kind of ran out of gas with some injuries. They did start this way last year. So we'll see how it goes. But Donovan Mitchell's been outstanding. He's been fun to watch. And we'll see how they implement him and Evan Mobley a little bit later in the season. Because, you know, I just think the long-term effects on this thing are about – Evan Mobley and how he's able to play and how he's able to implement his game and to be able to spread the wealth as the season moves on. Don't you
3: think that game was ruined the other night? Get real here with me. When, when Davis left with, uh, they said the flu, which is now, days later, he had a cold, which is, you know, soft to me. Like, who in their right mind leaves an NBA game because he's got a cold? Honestly, like, I don't get that because it went from flu to a cold. By today, he had a cold. Uh, and the other night, they said he had the flu and had to leave the game. I thought the minute he left the game, the game was over. I did not think that was a good game. That was a terrible game.
6: Um, I think he saw he was up, who he was up against, and I think he said, well, I'm going to see Jared Allen all game. I'm going to see Evan Mobley all game. Man, I don't know if I got it tonight. And all of a sudden, sniffles. I was told that by an insider, too. They were like, Man, he just walked away from that thing. So, and that was somebody on the Cavs side. At least that's what they believed. So, come on, I, it, it is the guy. The guy it just is. had
3: a fifty-five seventeen. Andy, he's he's scoring oh, over the last month. He's thirty-five and twelve a game, and you're telling me he's afraid of the Cavs? Maybe he was that night. I don't know. I mean, he was going to have to work hard. That.
6: That's for sure.
3: I don't buy that. I, he has been playing his ass off. He's been unstoppable. I just think he's candy for leaving the game with a cold or whatever it was. I mean, you remember Michael Jordan? He would have never left the game. He would have played with a flu and had 100.
6: And with a dog hanging to his leg, biting his thigh. He would have kept yeah. playing all the way through. I agree. I, I, I It was kind of a – it's weird because here it was a big deal. And, they, you know, they did a big video – For LeBron before the game coming back again, we're wondering if Mike Brown's going to have that tonight against Sacramento. So I don't think so, but it was a great atmosphere at the queue. It's probably one of the best they've had outside of the NBA Finals.
3: I think Mike Brown's doing a great job with the uh, Sacramento Kings. I think the uh, Kings are going to give the Cavs a game tonight, particularly if you're telling me Spider can't go, you might have a problem on your hands.
6: Well, we'll see. I mean, Darius Garland's. I, I still think they're they're capable of winning without him especially at home like you said they're tough at home so i we'll see what happens with with Mitchell tonight if he plays or not again he was doubtful i don't know we'll go it's been fun though i got to tell you i just i think this is the best expectation for a Cavs team that we've seen without LeBron James in decades it's it, it really is high hype here
3: what was the uh, and i just want to say the thing about LeBron People still get caught up in all that in Cleveland when he comes home. Like, honestly, isn't that already, hasn't that ship sailed?
6: Yeah, it's just a weird ship now because, you know, he left and everybody was super mad and they were pissed off and it was angry. And then, you know, a lot of guys don't want to come back to Cleveland or ever be in Cleveland. And then he comes back and then we have that great run when he comes back and then he just kind of leaves again. And I just think people now totally appreciate him for what he was and, you know, arguably outside of Jim Brown, you know, the most influential player in Cleveland sports history. So um, I, I think people are, you know, they're, they're happy to see him. I think there were a lot of people that think he still wants to retire here. I don't know if that ship sailed, especially with him talking about, you know, wanting to be in Vegas. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But the ship, the anger ship has definitely sailed.
3: Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, once he spends all that time in, in LA and uh, he'd been there a while now. And then the talk of Vegas, I don't, I don't I just don't see him living in Cleveland again in his life. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. What is the reaction to them getting Josh Bell? Uh, it's a
6: good deal. I, you know, we've got a guy now that can hit fourth, and they needed a power hitter. They can stick him in the middle of the lineup. My only question mark is, which Josh Bell are we getting? Are we getting... Um, the one that was in San Diego or the one that was in D.C. And so, but I think the best part about it was he can step up there and no matter which guy he is, especially early on in the season, Jose Ramirez is going to have somebody to protect him so that he's not seeing garbage pitches. They're going to have to pitch to Jose knowing that he's there, at least in the beginning of the season, as long as he can play. Plus, I mean, we're talking about the Guardians or slash Indians spending some actual money on this.
3: That makes fans happy here. and They're pretty excited about it so uh you know class a got the reliever of the year the guy was unbelievable and they did it all with what somebody told me the other day that it was a 30 million dollar payroll is that true
6: that's right it wasn't much more than that i mean that the thing is the front office has really been good at getting guys in and um i mean you just look at some of the trades they've made some of the really smart i like the clevenger trade you go look at that now with him going to the white Sox. that trade looks absolutely brilliant now so They've made some great moves, and that's why they've been able to be so competitive. And uh, bringing in a stick in the middle of the lineup, though, is something that the fans want. They still need a catcher next year. We'll see if Bo Naylor will get a shot. I think that they're going to go out and try to get somebody.
3: All right. The first penalty kick by the Dutch was missed. Save made by the Argentine goalie on the tips of his fingers on Van Dijk's incredible shot to the left post. But he made a save. And Carver High is right. Uh, that Messi will go first for uh, Argentina, unlike uh, Neymar, who they didn't let kick at all the Brazilians and screwed up their penalty kicks.
6: Hey, don't you think, and this is just me asking you, listen, don't you think it's crazy that you've got the world's biggest stage for soccer and they're ending it at home run derby? I just think it's crap. Go play. Set The penalty kicks are garbage. I know it's exciting to watch, but just play the game the way you're supposed to. I hate it in hockey. I hate it in soccer. Can't stand penalty kicks.
3: So you think they should play until uh, someone scores a goal? Messi scored, by the way, 1-0 in the PKs for Argentina. That's his second penalty kick in a game. His first made it 2-0. They blew that lead. Now he kicks in the PKs and does the same move, but with the other foot. He did it with the other foot. The the first time he kicked it with the other foot and and did a slow slow motion drag and, and made the goalie just had his onion split in two and he was like paralyzed and then he kicks it right past him. I mean, it was onion tear city. All right. So let's shift gears now and talk about the kryptonite of Joe Burrow, which is the Cleveland Browns. Do you believe they're going to do it to him again, this time in the jungle?
6: You tell me what Cincinnati's offensive line is going to look like. He's been sacked 17 times in the games that he's played against the Browns. He's been sacked five times in both of the last two games. So if Cincinnati's offensive line decides to show up, the Browns are in trouble. If they don't and Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney are able to get to him, it could be the same old thing. And I think that's what the the root of the whole evil is on this thing. It's just they can't they – um, they do a good job of getting to Burrow and especially in the last two games with two – or two five-sack games. That's why the Browns have been able to dominate. That's why they're in his head a little bit.
3: The uh, Dutch second kick saved again by the Argentine goalie, this time to the other post, and he's got the crowd completely lit now, and the second Argentine kick is good. Two-zip Argentina into the left corner with a blast. They're up two goals in the PKs. Do you think uh, that Deshaun Watson will play better this week than that crappy performance he came out with last week?
6: I, I got to believe they worked on his mechanics this week uh, just to have more time to work with the receivers. Uh, Amari Cooper's a little banged up right now. He's dealing with some hip hip issues, so I don't know what his status is going to be on Sunday. They talked about that a little bit today. They need Amari Cooper. I think he'll look better, although if you watch last week's game and you were able to just even catch – the little bit that he played during the preseason, the mistakes he made were the same mechanical mistakes he made in the preseason. So I'm a little bit concerned about that, but I'm hoping that they were able to work with it. If he's even just have to, like, even back to 50%, they'll have a chance on Sunday. For some reason, they are able to take care of the Bengals. And I I just, I believe in him this week. I think he's going to be better than he was last week. I think he has nowhere to go but up.
3: The Dutch scored on their third kick. All right, Andy, um, do you feel like um, people in Cleveland are uh, past everything that Deshaun Watson has been through and that they have accepted him with open arms and they're ready to just move forward with the football team? Or do you think there's people that really don't like him?
6: Um, I think the reaction last night to Baker Mayfield and what he was able to do showed that there were a lot of people that thought Baker got a really big raw deal here in Cleveland, and they were super happy for him with the way he was going to perform. If Deshaun Watson goes out there and beats the Cincinnati Bengals this Sunday, he'll have a standing ovation next Saturday at 430 when the Browns play the Ravens. I think the Browns, there are a lot of Browns fans that are like, Hey, he's playing football. Now he sat out his 11 games. He paid his price. He was never charged criminally. And I think the Browns fans are turning towards this, especially if he helps them win. If he doesn't help them win, and this thing turns ugly, and Baker Mayfield has continued success uh, in L.A. like he did after one game, I know that's totally overreaction theater, Um, I think it's it's not going to be pretty. For the draft picks they gave up and for the money the Browns gave up, Deshaun Watson probably has this year to kind of feel things out and let the fans kind of embrace him, but I think early next year, if he still looks like he did in game one, it's not going to be good. I do think Cleveland, though, is way more forgiving than the rest of the country, I don't think Houston was as hostile as I think a lot of people thought it was going to be last week. I think this week is going to be super hostile.
3: That's because no one goes to their games because they suck so bad. Nobody wants to be there. It was embarrassing, that crowd. Andy, I love you. Merry Christmas, brother. Thanks so much for coming on and dealing with all of my soccer shenanigans. Argentine's up 3-2, by the way. If they kick this one in, it's over.
4: It's
3: time for the Sharp Report here.
7: The New England Patriots offense has been an absolute disaster, thanks in large part to their play calling and their strategy. This team, over the last six weeks, ranks 29th in efficiency on early downs and ability to bypass third downs and also 29th in the distance to go on third down in essence they don't bypass third downs very often and when they're in third down they have one of the longest to go distances of any team in the NFL it's uncalled for to be bottom four in both of these metrics. They're the only team that ranks bottom five in fact in both of these metrics. Most of the time you're either efficient on early downs and you're bypassing third down frequently or you're getting into a lot of third downs but they're third in manageable situations and for the Patriots neither has been true. This game though against the Arizona Cardinals they're going up against a defense they should be able to take advantage of. The Cardinals rank 29th in teams' ability to bypass third down. In other words, they are fourth worst defensively. And they also rank 29th in average distance to go, forcing teams to go only 6.1 yards on third down, which is also 29th or fourth worst in the NFL. The Cardinals' defense is terrible in both of these metrics. The Patriots must figure out their strategy on offense to try to bypass third downs more often in this game on Monday night, or they could be looking at themselves falling below 500, and on the outside looking in on the AFC playoff picture.
3: I got to tell you, Carver High, I got a great idea. What they should do is cancel that crappy game on Monday night uh, because both teams are so
4: awful. I agree with you. Uh, Both teams are so awful. Argentina on to the last four, Scotty. They will face Croatia. On Tuesday, that was, and I don't know if it'll be matched, the match of the tournament. They're going to have a hard time passing that one. That was a hell of a great drama. My hands were
3: soaking Soaking wet. wet. I was soaking wet, my hands.
4: (laughs) That was was unbelievable. Argentina moves on. I loved it.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Archaea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
1: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra